0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Believe in Minnesota football podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert, or Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert, that's Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, I will be previewing the Gophers Week 12 matchup um, in Bloomington, Indiana, versus the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, I'll discuss what what has went wrong for Indiana this year. They were heading into the year with great expectations after a a Cinderella story run in 2020, Um, whether or not Tom Allen is a good head coach, and uh, how how Minnesota matches up with the Hoosiers heading into Saturday's... um, some instant impressions from the 2021 Indiana football team. Um, they are two and seven this year. Uh, they were voted to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten East um, and it hasn't happened for them. Uh, they opened the year with a, a blowout loss at Indiana 6 to 34 and then they uh, came home and beat Idaho. Then they lost by, uh, 14 to Cincinnati at home, um, beat Western Kentucky by two on the road, and that, that was, in week four, that was their last win, they followed that up with losses to Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, which are three tough games, Maryland by three, um, Michigan, and then last week at Rutgers, I think is their most disappointing result of the season, um, um. Like I said last year, they finished six and two and lost twenty to twenty six to Ole Miss in the Outback Bowl, um, and they were expected to find similar success this year, but it just hasn't happened for them. Um, they returned thirteen overall starters from last year's team, seven on offense, six on defense. Um, their main uh, area of struggle has came in on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, They're averaging 18.6 points per game this year, which is 120th in the country out of 130 teams. Um, They're averaging 188.2 passing yards per game, which is 106th, and 118.9 on the ground per contest, which is 107th. So uh, they have a bottom 20, maybe even bottom 10 offense in the country and the statistics all but back it up. Um, defensively, they certainly have not been great, but uh, a lot better than offense. Uh, they're averaging 32 points per game allowed per game, which is 106 in the country, but they have the uh, 74th best, uh, <coughs> excuse me, They have the. they are allowing the 74th fewest passing yards per game at two thirty-five point two, and the 57th fewest on the ground at um, The Kind of their standout players this year, um, they still have Ty Freifogel at wide receiver. He was a big contributor to their offense last year. Um, Peyton Hendershot is still at tight end, NFL-level guy. Those are their two leading receivers. Um, and then USC transfers uh, Stephen Carr. Um, is their leading rusher. Um, He hasn't done poor this year, but he hasn't, I would assume, done as well as Indiana would have hoped heading into the year. Um, And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Micah McFadden at linebacker might be their best player on their team. And uh, cornerback Jalen Williams is definitely their best cover guy in the secondary. Um, Like I said, uh, Tom Allen, their head coach is heading into his sixth season with the program. Um, he's obviously coming off his best year a season ago. Um, he has a 26-30 and 30 record overall. Um, he's 51 years old, and uh, he was promoted from defensive coordinator at Indiana before uh, becoming head coach six years ago, so... Uh, clearly he's a defensive minded guy um and it's he was one of the hottest names in the country last season um and everyone was saying he was the hot new guy but uh he's him and his team has struggled this year so what happened um was 2020 a fluke a lot of people are saying that um the Hoosiers had a lot of close wins they opened early in the year with that a uh, one-point win over Penn State in overtime. They had that crazy play at the pylon where Michael Penix dove and he, like, threw the ball at the pylon and they gave it to him. Um, and then they beat Michigan by 17 in a very down year for the Wolverines. Uh, they did lose to Ohio State by 7, but, again, that was a very late comeback, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, they were down by much more the rest of the game, and then they added kind of some garbage points at the end. Not really, but uh, it kind of seemed like Ohio State had control of that game all uh, the entire time. And then they, uh, one of their last games of the regular season, they beat Wisconsin in Madison uh, in a close game. So you can nitpick all you want at their results last year and say, oh, this is a fluke, that's a fluke. I think they were a good team last year. They've just ran into a lot of injuries, and I think um, their departures really hurt them. Um, Michael Penix was injured at the end of the year, their starting quarterback. Um, And he came into this year, and he clearly wasn't the same guy. Sometimes injuries are tough for – way more tough for other guys to uh, heal from. Um, And I think he was just not the same guy – as he was before his injury, and uh, he was re- recovering from an ACL tear, and now uh, he sprained his AC joint in his shoulder earlier this year, so he's not their quarterback anymore. He says he wants to come back at some point, but uh, they don't have him right now in the lineup. Um, but also they lost wide receiver Wop Fillier and running back Stevie Scott the second from last year, and I think it, that just killed the explosiveness of the offense. When your quarterback's struggling, um, you can't get points on the board, and to be honest, in the first, so uh Pennex got hurt against Penn State. First game of the year, they had a bunch of turnovers, and uh PennX just didn't look the same, and I think that was pretty clear to tell. Second game of the year, they beat Idaho and then played tough with a very good Cincinnati team and then beat a pretty good Western Kentucky team. And then they kind of crapped the bed against Penn state. So uh, they were a lot more competitive at the start of the year than they have been the last few weeks. And uh, I think that was because it's a good team, but now when you don't have your starting quarterback from last year, you don't have your number one receiver, you don't have your number one running back. It's, Hard for any team to score points in that situation, especially a program like Indiana where they clearly can't rebuild like an Ohio State or Michigan. Um, And then on the defensive side of the ball, they lost their starting safety Jamar Johnson to the NFL, who was probably their best player like pound for pound position for position last year. Quietly, he had a lot of turnover plays. He was kind of their leader on defense. And he made plays when they needed him to. And they just kind of haven't had that guy this year, especially in the secondary. And I think those three losses on top of Penix's injury, it just really hurt the team. Like, I I think last year wasn't a fluke. I think they were a good team last year. It's just, uh, it's hard to replace practically your four best players. Um, And I think it's really hurt them. But, Going more specifically into the offensive uh, depth chart, um, back to Penix, he injured his uh, AC joint in week five against Penn State, and that's kind of made a quarterback carousel for the Hoosiers. Um, on the year he, before his injury, he was completing 53.7% of his passes. He had 939 yards, four touchdowns, and seven picks, and then five carries, 17 yards, and two touchdowns, and five starts this year. So he clearly was not playing very well. He barely was completing half his passes, and he had almost double the amount of interception as as he did touchdowns. And then uh, Jack Tuttle came in and replaced him. Um, he had two starts, um, and then he had a foot injury against Ohio State and he came back last last week against Rutgers. Uh, he's also been struggling a lot. He started at the end of the year last year, and so he's he kind of a highly touted guy. And, uh, I'm assuming Indiana thought that they could get some good production out of him, being that he has experience starting, but he also barely completed half his passes, um, 423 yards, two touchdowns, and five picks on... Kind of uh, three starts, two and a half games of play. Um, but now uh, freshman Donovan McCulley has uh, came in and gotten some uh, work himself. He's had two starts and some relief work in games coming in for Tuttle last week against Rutgers and uh, other situations where Indiana's down by a bunch Um He's completed 42.7% of his passes for 458 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He's had 45 carries on the year, Um, only 65 yards, but that also factors in getting sacked. Um, And Indiana's offensive line has not been good this year. Uh, So he's more of a rushing threat than Tuttle or Penix. Um, But uh, walk-on sophomore quarterback, Grant Grimmel, Also saw saw some time against Rutgers for the first time this year. He had uh, completed 56.3% of his passes for 62 yards against the Scarlet Knights. And that was his first appearance of the year. Um, So it's kind of, like I said, been a revolving door at quarterback. Tuttle started against Rutgers. He was coming back from that injury. Um, And then McCauley and Gremmel came in. So I think we could see all three of them. Um, I would assume... If Tuttle got benched, I think I, I personally would expect to see Donovan McCulley start and get most of the, uh, most of the reps against the Gophers. But I could be wrong. I'm not in the locker room. I would assume Tuttle or McCulley to start. And I honestly would be kind of surprised if we saw their walk on sophomore uh, Grant Grumel. But you never know. Um, but. Penix Jr. is also rehabbing, still rehabbing from his injury, and he says he wants to play this year. Um, there's no real uh, words or possibility, I think, of him playing this week against the Gophers, but he says he wants to play at some point, so that's definitely something to watch. Um, but, yeah, their quarterback situation kind of been a mess all year, and I think that it's really hard to find success, especially when your most important position, you can't get more than four straight starts out of a guy. Um, but as for the rushing attack, um, grad transfer running back Steven Cars, their main guy in the backfield. Like I said, USC transfer. Uh, he has 155 carries for 600 yards and six touchdowns on the year. Comes out to 3.9 a carry. Um, he has 15 catches for 93 and a score through the air. So he's also a decent passing threat. Nothing to write home about, but he's definitely their main guy out of the backfield. Uh, three other players have over 28 carries and 103 to- uh, rushing yards. Um, so they, there's been other guys that have gotten involved, but it's certainly uh, a heavy dose of car all season, and I think it will be against the Gophers. Um, as for the offensive line, they pretty veteran group. They start uh, senior at left tackle, junior at left guard, uh, grad transfer at center, sophomore at right guard, and redshirt senior at right tackle. That uh, right tackle Caleb Jones is probably their best guy up front. Um, but overall, it's a veteran group that's kind of struggled this year. Uh, they are tied for 77th um, in fewest sacks allowed this season with 24. So uh, they're better in uh, run blocking, but better is relative when your pass blocking is that poor. So uh it's definitely not a strength of this team um and might not honestly be a weakness um as for the pass catchers on the offense uh senior wide receiver Ty Fry Fogle, like i said was a big contributor last year is leading the team in catches and yards this year with 43 for 496 he only has one touchdown um he's 6 foot 1 he's kind of that uh do-it-all receiver uh I I would he's kind of the gophers, Chris otman Bell. He can go deep, he can go across the middle. Um, but they also like to use their Redshirt senior tight end, Peyton Hendershot, who's second on the team with thirty nine catches for four eighty six, but he has the most touchdowns with four. Um he's six foot four, solid all around tight end. He's got NFL potential, so he's definitely gotta watch out for. And then really their last significant receiver is Redshirt Junior. Uh, Miles Marshall, who has 19 for 296 on the year, 6'4". He's kind of that deep threat red zone guy. Um, He doesn't have a touchdown on the year, but that's kind of like where they want to use him. And then there's uh, three other players with over 100 yards on the year, but those are the three main guys in the passing game. Um, As for the offense as a whole, uh, the play caller is Nick Sheridan, who's in his second season as offensive coordinator. For the Hoosiers, um, he's 33 years old. Uh, he's kind of been where a lot of the blame has went this year, um, but it's really tough when you're starting a different quarterback every week. I don't want to defend him, but that's tough for any um, coordinator. He was promoted from tight end coach in 2019 to offensive coordinator, and last year he had a good year. It's just this year he's kind of struggled to find his rhythm again. Um, but as for the other side of the ball, uh, Indiana kind of likes to run a alternate 4-3. They kind of go back between a 3-4 and a 4-3. Uh, they kind of have one versatile linebacker edge player that roams and one versatile like safety that kind of comes down and plays in the box as a linebacker. Uh, also can drop back in coverage. Um, their defensive line... Um, it's led by grad transfer D.N. Ryder-Anderson, who's second on the team in sacks with two-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, grad transfer defensive tackle Weston Kramer, who's third on the team in sacks. Um, their other two starters is a senior defensive tackle, Demarcus Elliott, and kind of that versatile uh, edge player is redshirt senior Alfred Bryant. So they start four seniors. Uh, three of which that are fifth-year seniors. So it's definitely a veteran group. And their rushing defense is probably their strength on their team, Uh, allowing only 141.5 per game, which is 57th best in the country, which I think tells you how uh, well this team's playing this year, if that's their strength. Um, But at the linebacker position, uh, senior linebacker Micah McFadden, probably the best player on the team. Um, he's first in total tackles with 62, first in tackles for loss with 15, first in sacks on the team with six and a half, and he's tied for the lead team or team lead in forced turnovers with two. Uh, so he's definitely he might be the best player on the team. That's kind of just box score watching to be honest. Um, but I watched Indiana a lot more last year, obviously because they were in better games and I haven't caught him that much this year so much injuries and stuff, but uh, from what it seems like is Mike McFadden's certainly been their most productive player this year. Um, At the other linebacker spot, uh, senior Cam Jones is third on the team in total tackles with 46, and then kind of that uh, safety box type player is redshirt senior uh, Brian Fitzgerald. Uh, and again, it's a veteran group starting three seniors, uh, one of which was is a, is a fifth year. Um, so that's uh, six starters, and they're all seniors. Um, seven, excuse me. Uh, but at defensive back, uh, senior cornerback Jalen Williams, best cover guy on the team, might have NFL potential. Um, and Senior safety Lane or senior safety Raheem Lane, excuse me, um, is second on the team in total tackles. He's probably their biggest, best playmaker in the secondary. Um, and senior safety Devon Matthews starts alongside him in the back end. And then uh, junior quarterback Taiwan Mullen is the only non-starting senior on the defensive side of the ball. So that's an uh, interesting thing. They're a veteran group, and I think that's kind of why they were expected to do so well this year. They have a lot of – not necessarily a lot of guys that have done it, but a lot of guys that have been in the Division One program. So um, I would assume it's very disappointing to see how much they're struggling this year. But um, the coordinator of the defense, Charlton Warren, is in his first season – as um, the play caller on the back end or on the defensive side of the ball, um, he's kind of had an interesting career path. He was a DB coach at Nebraska, North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia. So, uh, five pretty big programs. And he, he was kind of supposed to be like this prodigy, I guess. He's only 44 years old. And he came in this year after last season's de- de- uh, defensive coordinator. Kane Womick is now the head coach at South Alabama. So it's kind of been a transition year for this team when they really weren't expecting it to because they have so many veterans. Um, But it's kind of turned into that. As for the Gophers' path to victory on uh, Saturday, is, listen, on paper, uh, (laughs) I've done... Two of these before uh, Bowling Green and Illinois, who I thought were two of the worst teams we were going to play all year, and I said on paper that the, I don't think the Gophers will struggle with this game, and they did. On this one, on I think Indiana has a chance to be worse than both those teams. Uh, they're so much uh, uncertainty with their whole roster all year. I think that's what makes it harder. And like Illinois had a good rushing offense and they had a good rushing defense, better than Indiana and um so they had at least something to lean on indiana really doesn't have anything to lean on uh this year uh bowling green on the other hand really had nothing to lean on they were pretty good in the in the past they still are pretty good in the past but i got no uh explanation for what happened there still uh now almost 8 weeks later or whatever it is but um the gophers can't let this game become gross uh, like they can't let it become sloppy can't let it become a uh punt fest because that, that kind of plays into indiana's hand i think um they, they get, they're probably gonna start a true freshman quarterback and uh it helps them lean on their veterans on defense instead of their uh inexperienced guys on offense so Uh, I think that's kind of how they want to play this game. The Gophers have to start fast, get some points on the board early, don't sleepwalk. Um, Last time I checked, Tanner Morgan is still the starting quarterback, whether you you like it or not. Um, So got to get him some quick, easy throws early, get his confidence up. uh, The playmakers make plays. There's so many playmakers on this offense that aren't getting the ball. And when you get the ball to Chris Oppenbel and you get the ball to Mike Brown-Stevens, you get it to, uh, I wish Daylon Wright was playing. That's a whole other story, but uh, good things happen. And if the, if Morgan can do that and the Gophers can do that, I think they'll have no, no problem in this game. Um, they just can't make silly mistakes. They have to take this game seriously, and I think if there's a coach that uh, will do that, it's P.J. Flack. And it just Indian is a mess right now. And, but when a team's a mess, they have absolutely nothing to lose. They're not playing for a bowl game. They're not playing for uh, really anything right now. They're playing for their head coach. They're a veteran team that wants to go on a high note, out on a high note. And uh, whatever the saying is, the uh, scariest thing is when you get into a gunfight with someone that doesn't have anything to lose or however the saying goes, and... Uh, Indiana has nothing to lose, so on paper, it, it looks like the Gophers should have no problem, but after coming coming off of such an emotional loss last week, you never know how they're going to respond. Um, so much uncertainty at the quarterback and offensive coordinator spots. Uh, really a lot of uncertainty at the end of the year. After just three weeks ago, they were ranked 20th in the country, and now uh, there's a lot of questions. Um. So if the Gophers roll through this game, I think it sets up a still a pretty big game uh, last week of the year against Wisconsin. And the Gophers could spoil Wisconsin's uh, Big Ten West hopes and dreams. And then they can finish the year with eight wins and still go to a pretty good bowl game. So uh, I think there's still a lot to play for this year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Gophers respond. Um, and I think it'll make for an interesting game against Indiana. Um, as always, I appreciate you listening. Um, row the boat, Sky you Ma, and go Gophers.